1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom Our number three to get right. Revenge of KG on 105.3 The Fan. The nine right. NFL teams on the panic scale. We'll get into that conversation here in just a moment on your home of the Cowboys at Texas Rangers. 105.3, the fan, Kevin Gray, with the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Gotcha, you Ross Lubinsky holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the TruckRate.com text line 877-811-053, 877 881 1053 If you want to get in on the conversation, we're with you until 11 o'clock tonight, coming up in 16 minutes. Bobby Carella of Mavs.com going to be joining us here to give mm-hmm. us his thoughts ahead of the Dallas Mavericks. Less than two weeks away from opening night in San Antonio, when they take on Victor Wimbanyama and the San Antonio Spurs, Bobby Carella coming up in 16 minutes. Before we get to these uh, nine NFL teams on the panic scale, according to Adam Shine in the Shine Nine at Nine, if you will, um, I need to go to Philadelphia. Oh yeah, uh, because Nick Castellanos of the Philadelphia Phillies is having himself a night old. Remember, he had two home runs uh, in the win for the Philadelphia Phillies as they dominated the Braves uh, in game number three. Uh, Yeah, he's at it again. Uh, Ross, I'm going to hit you with the one that I just sent you, uh, and then we'll go to the next one. But here is Nick Castellanos getting things started for the Philadelphia Phillies uh, as he... Has been putting on a show so far uh, in Philadelphia against the Atlanta Braves. Posties answer
0: right back. Castellanos deep into left field. It is a fair ball home run.
1: brian anderson on the call for tbs and apparently nick castellanos uh ross wasn't done Uh-oh. because castellanos hit the first one and just moments ago not too long ago he hit another one Woo. castellanos Hard fly ball Nick Cassiano's two home runs in game three. Got another two tonight as the Philadelphia Phillies are up three to one in the top of the seventh inning as they are looking to eliminate the Atlanta Braves. You said
0: the Atlanta Braves' name wrong. Oh. Ron Washington and the Atlanta Braves. <laughs>
1: well, I don't
0: want to see Wash get it knocked out like that.
1: Well, they are, you know, not too. <laughs> they're the
0: best team in baseball this year.
1: Well, look, they better find a way because this yeah. will be the second year in a row that the Philadelphia Phillies would have knocked out oh. Ron Washington's Atlanta Braves. Um, because right now, Philly, the Phillies are up three to one in the top of the seventh as they try to move on to the National League Championship Series to take on <laughs> the upstart Arizona Diamondbacks,
0: the same team that got swept by the Astros the end of the season.
1: Yeah, swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. Isn't that something? And of course, Clayton Kershaw. Questions about him and his future. The thirty-five-year-old, of course, the star pitcher for the Los Angeles. He did not Dodgers. have a
0: good series. Uh, good yeah, start. but he uh, had a great year. He, he had did a really had good a good year.
1: Fantastic, I believe second in Major League Baseball in terms of ERA. Right. Um, but yeah, a he hor- got
0: lit up. I don't think he lasted one out.
1: Yeah, horrendous. Gave post- up six runs. Oh, postseason my for him. So Highland he, Park's home. But yeah, Philly's are three to one in the top of the seventh uh the NFL panic scale though the shine nine at nine uh, these nine teams being ranked in terms of how much they should panic or not as we are entering week number six can of the I, national can football I guess League a couple oh you you want to guess a couple of these mm-hmm. teams that uh on the panic scale here mm-hmm. all right go ahead
0: give me Denver
1: Uh, let's see. Denver comes in at number eight on the list.
0: That's only number eight. Yeah. I guess Sean Payton saying he's rebuilding. So they don't care, huh?
1: Uh, I guess so. They better figure it out tonight because right now on Thursday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs are handling business against Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. By the way, Patrick Mahomes has never lost. The Denver Broncos. Broncos. 11-0 in his career (laughs) against Denver. He is just the beast. Uh, They're on their way to being, looks like, 12-0 in the Patrick Mahomes era. They're up 16-0 with six and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Well, give me... And they're number eight, right? Uh, Yes, Broncos coming at number eight. Give me the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams... Are not. Oh really? On this
0: list. I'm sorry, I said the wrong L.A. team. Give
1: me the Chargers. The Chargers are not. Wait a minute, they're trying to fire the coach.
0: Every he's trying to get himself fired every week. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's. I struck out. Go ahead.
1: uh, From the nine seven two, they say the Jets. The Jets. Oh yeah. Uh, they do not make this list what kind of list is this so y'all all are just of, all way of the off. new
0: teams should be on the new york jets new york giants and give me new england patriots
1: they coming in at number one there
0: you go you got one get, they're
1: trying to retire belichick like they retired tom landry well here's the thing the the patriots really do need to hit the panic button because their offense is anemic mac jones has been horrendous so far and bill belichick has suffered the two worst losses of his career. In fact, in his first 453 regular season games as an NFL head coach, Bill Belichick lost by 30-plus points once. Mm. In the last two weeks, back he's back. done it twice. Back, to back Of course, getting beat down 34-0 at the hands of the New Orleans Saints. And then, of course, the week before that, the Cowboys mm-hmm. handed Bill Belichick a 35-point loss, 38 38- to three, the Patriots suffered um, back-to-back 30-point losses for the first time since 1970, the franchise's first season in the National Football League. See, there, there
0: is, I saw this play out with Tom Landry.
1: and to you, make, can't,
0: you can't fire him, though. When Jerry fired Tom Landry, that's when everybody lost it. But before Jerry fired Tom Landry, these people around here were like, Somebody got to tell him he got to go. He's just, he's just, Landry, don't know what he's doing anymore. He don't know the quarterback's name or what is going on.
1: Well, here's the thing. I mean, nothing's working. Offensively, nothing's working. You know, the running game has been anemic between Ramon J. Stevenson uh, and Ezekiel Elliott. They've suffered devastating injuries on the defensive side with Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez. They're talented, you know, rookie corner from from Oregon. And as mm. I mentioned, Mac Jones has been horrendous so far uh, people this season. In the package. My man can't even finish games. Got benched last week in the fourth yeah. quarter yeah, well. against the Saints. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he has them correctly at number one as a team that needs to hit the panic meter because there's no path for them right now, nope. especially given the fact that teams like the Dolphins and the Bills reside in the AFC East.
0: Can I throw a name out there that the 817 says?
1: Where are the Cowboys? Uh, they didn't make this list. Relax. <laughs>
2: Relax. Relax.
1: Now, there is a team from the NFC East that did make this list. They come in at number two. Washington? That would be the- No Giants. No, no, no. You got it. Washington. Yeah, the fighting Eric Bienemies of Washington, of course, at two and three. Sean writes, you simply cannot lose by 20 points at home in primetime on a short week to the Chicago Bears. hmm <laughs> Who, of course, were also on the list. Well, Chicago, well, mm, probably. No, we'll see. No. Um, But, of course, they broke a 14-game losing streak when they handled business last Thursday against Magic Johnson's uh, Washington Commanders. I don't know what Washington is at this point. Well,
0: they haven't renamed them yet
1: wow (laughs) wow that's that's a good one chris good gracious
0: well they claim they are i've called them watch the football team again i don't mind that but at the same time i don't know who they are either
1: um at times they've looked a little bit better offensively with eric bianney calling the plays Mm -hmm. and at other times the offense has looked rather anemic and the defense looks great
0: sometimes and other times against like the bears they look anemic they gave up 40 points Uh (laughs) to the bears
1: uh, number three in terms of who should be hitting the panic meter, and I would probably have them above Washington. What 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 conference? Uh, you just named them before you named Washington. The Giants. The Giants at one and four. Now here's what's wild about them: uh, the Giants, they have the worst scoring differential in the National Football League. They are a negative ninety-one so far wow. in score differential. Daniel Jones is questionable to even play this coming weekend. For the Giants at quarterback, obviously, Saquon Barkley has been dealing with injury yeah. this year and that hundred sixty million dollars that they spend on Daniel Jones is looking worse and worse by the moment. In fact, their one in four start is their worst start in a decade and approaching one in five when, by the way, that's right. They travel to face an angry Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills mm, mm, mm. on Sunday night football. Who in the world thought I would want to watch <laughs> the Bills and the Giants on Sunday night football? Oh, the executives in New York. Come on now. <laughs> Good call. Always. I was East about to, to, to say. Buyers only a year ago that game would have been pretty exciting like maybe a pretty decent matchup but oof wow. And then daniel jones remember who he was as a quarterback See, <laughs> this, is, this is why I need, right they
0: need to flex some of these games in september and october but they won't because of the network
1: giants right now are 31st in the nfl in scoring offense 29th in scoring defense in other words they're really bad they're really really bad but they're not as bad as the jets now, I know they're not the Jets got a defense at least, yeah. And maybe Zach Wilson, I don't no, know. no, uh, no, yeah, no. the Milf Hunter, yeah, you know, no. yeah, you're right. Uh, number four are the Buffalo Bills because guess what, Chris Arnold, what nobody circles the wagons quite like, like, like the, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Um, now I kind of feel bad for them because they had to go to London last week where the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. or excuse me, the London Jaguars That's got where to spend. They play. You know, two weeks
0: there. I bet some of those guys have apartments out there. I'm talking about the Jaguars. I mean, that's they're, they're there. They two spend quite games a bit of time there. Yes. In fact, there was rumors that that would be the team that moves to London.
1: Uh, but here's the reason why the Buffalo Bills need to hit the panic meter, Uh the panic button, I should say. Injuries are devastating this football team, especially mm-hmm. defensively. Matt Milano done for the year, it appears. Daquan Jones done for the year, it appears as well. Stephon Diggs, also, or excuse me, Tre'Davious White. Also, done for the year, he's got a season-ending Achilles injury. When you said
0: Stephon Diggs, I went, no, that's his brother. Yeah, done
1: for the year. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've got a lot of injuries right now that are Mm -hmm. taking a Mm -hmm. toll on them, especially defensively uh, when it comes to what they've got going on there. So Buffalo comes in at number four, at three and two. But I think it's more so because of the injuries that they're dealing with, not necessarily the play on the the field. It's
0: going to catch up with them. Okay. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals did not make this list. Wow. Uh, they were able to pick themselves up. Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow last week. Well, it took him a while. <laughs> I was never <laughs> Him and Jamar Chase looked like the combination that we have come to they, know and love for them. They
0: started slow last year. Remember the Cowboys beat them last year mm-hmm. with Cooper Rush starting at quarterback. That's right. And, again, you know, he also talked about Joe Burrow, who I love. Um, Joe Burrow was injured in training camp the year before. Last year, he was he had an uh, a, a appendix taken out. Yeah, And mm-hmm. this year is that hamstring or whatever, the leg injury. So I I ain't never worried about them, but I thought he might make that shine nine. List.
1: Well, the number five team is the most unserious team in all in the National Football League. Minnesota
0: Vikings. That's right.
1: That's right. Chris Arnold is a, a listener of the get I right. pay ain't attention. That's you. right. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Last year, gentlemen, the Minnesota Vikings were 11-0 in one-score games during the regular season last year, so far, four one-score losses in five weeks of action. Wow! Talk about regression to the mean. And, and <laughs> They've come back down to earth. Hey, they were thirteen and three last year. People forget that they were the like. Because they were the starters on the get-away-with-it-all-star team. Because they got away with it more than anybody in the NFL last year, as I just detailed.
0: And then those raggedy giants beat them in the playoffs, and everybody forgot that they had a good season.
1: And oh, by the way, they just put Justin Jefferson on injured reserve with the hamstring oh, injury. Oh, no. So, shout-out to Kirk Cousins. month. Who in the world he's going to be throwing the football to? I have no idea. That's
0: his last season in Minnesota. Watch I'm telling you, they're about to depart from him.
1: Because uh, he might get traded. Uh, the, not, if
0: not traded, they're seriously, not, they're not going to do his contract right, so he's going to be gone.
1: The other teams that come in on this list, the Baltimore Ravens at number six, the Tennessee Titans who I never take seriously, uh, come in at number seven with the aforementioned Denver Broncos because, you know, that defense has been horrible this year. Uh, and then at number nine, yeah, the Carolina Panthers come in at number nine. They're oh, 0-5. For, oh, four. Yeah. Frank Wright's talking about things that need to be simplified for Bryce Young in this offense. Cause it's been rather bad so far. It's raggedy. Yeah, it's been raggedy so far. Uh, those are the teams ranked on the panic scale going into week number six of the National Football League. Appreciate uh Adam and Shine and no the Shine Nine. No Cowboys
0: and no Chargers.
1: And nine. Yeah, no Cowboys, no Chargers. No reason for the Cowboys to panic. Now you could say after what happened on Sunday night that know, they probably should have it. Yeah, that's knee jerk. But uh, no, they didn't make the list this week. So. Maybe Adam shines like, hey, man, y'all calm down, Cowboys Nation. It's going to be okay. Or maybe not.
0: <laughs> Don't let them lose it to Jogger.
1: Coming up next on The <laughs> Get Right, with Reggie KG right here on 105 Through the Fan. One of my favorites, Bobby Corrella of Mavs.com. He joins us next on 105 Through the Fan. Back here on the Get Right Revenge KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray with the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Ross Lebinski holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckrate.com text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, downs, interception, punt, 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 interception. Those are the Denver Broncos possessions tonight in Kansas City as they take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs up 16 to nothing on Thursday night football, fourth quarter just underway in Kansas City.
0: And uh SMU is leading East Carolina 17 to 10 with 13 minutes left in the game. And at the American Airlines Center, the St. Louis Blues and the Dallas Stars, season opener for both Stars and Blues tied one apiece. With seven minutes left in the game. Jamie Ben with the goal for the stars. Tucker with the goal for the blues.
1: Speaking of the American Airlines Center, let oh, we go to the uh uh-huh, the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline, where we welcome in one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Maverick's gonna be tipping off their regular season less than two weeks from now when they take down take on Victor Wimbanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. My man Bobby Carella of Mavs.com. Studio 41 hanging out with us here
2: on the Get Right Bobby. What's going on? What's up, Bobby? Oh, gentlemen, it is good to hear your voice because when I hear your voice, I know it is really basketball season.
1: <laughs> That's right. And, and speaking of hearing voices, uh, shout out to you calling basketball games out hear with Mark and and uh, Brian <laughs> Damaris. What's going on there?
2: Yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. Hey, we're broadcasting the games on Mavs.com, so we thought why not try and get some Studio 41 action in on there too. So, it was my first time doing that, so if, uh, if you out there were watching on TV, hopefully I didn't mess up too much. I was just trying my best not to cuss and not to talk too <laughs> fast. And I, I succeeded in both of those things. What did the prep work like
1: doing, uh, going into that for yourself for the
2: first time? Dude, you know, the thing is, like, you can try to prepare for as much, uh, as many outcomes, as many players get as much bio information as possible, but then Mark Falwell sits down with, like, 17 pages of notes and immediately (laughs) humbles you. That guy has so much preparation for every single game. It really makes you appreciate just, like, how much effort and and how seriously he takes his job.
0: No question, no doubt. What are your thoughts of uh, the Mavericks' Abu Dhabi and uh, Madrid games?
2: Yeah, I mean they lost all three. Obviously, zero and three. Now, of course, the thing you have to remember in the preseason is that a lot of these guys aren't playing extended minutes. You know, Kyrie has only played one game so far and only like twelve or fourteen minutes in that one game. Luca, of course, barely played against Real Madrid. The Mavs lost that one by uh, I think four points, but they were up like fifteen whenever their you know main rotation players were playing. So you know the final results don't really matter as much as the process. And I think the process has been kind of good. You know, there were, they obviously got down to like a 29 point deficit or something in that first game against Minnesota. So it was rough, but uh, you know, individually I've really liked what I've seen from Grant Williams, especially in their most recent two games, just professional defender, Mm -hmm. um, always in the right spot. And that's really important because last year, a lot of the Mavs issues on defense we're just the end result of guys being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Guys guys being a step slow, a step behind, you know, not rotating on time. And that's something that makes a guy like Maxi Kleba so valuable is because, Hey, even if Maxi doesn't block the shot, you know, you can always count on him to be where he's supposed to be. And so the more guys you have like that, the better. And I think that quality that Grant Williams has is going to be super important. If Derek Lively ends up becoming the full-time starter that's yep. another guy who I've been pretty impressed by in the preseason, you know, and at times, as is the case, frankly, with every young big man to come in the league at times, it looked like he was maybe a little out of position, maybe a half a step slow, or maybe got caught in the air or something or over overwhelmed out muscle that work down low. But Grant Williams is there to help him. And so, you know, I think that that quality is important for Grant. Uh, those are the two guys in the starting lineup that I've been most impressed by so far. Uh, And hopefully, you know, especially for for Lively, hopefully he can keep that going.
0: Let me tell you what, I've been saying this for weeks now. The difference between this year's team and last year's team, and you kind of nailed it when you talked about guys being out of position and whatnot, I'm going to be more direct. You've got guys that they've drafted, traded for, signed, who are defenders, not guys you have to talk into playing defense because it'll help us go far. It's guys who know that's my job, I enjoy this job, and I can't wait to do it again for the Dallas Mavericks. So that's what I think is going to be the biggest key. Uh, J-Kid has got some guys on the roster in training camp who play defense, and that's what they want to do as opposed to coaxing some guys or the very first year he got here, the most efficient offense of all time, and maybe that some of them can play some defense. So I think having some defenders right out the gate, you you should see some things. And I like where you went with this Grant Williams thing. He can help cover up some of the issues that a rookie might make with s- mistakes and things or, or as far as m- not necessarily – being in the right position at the right time.
2: Yeah. And I mean, defense is all about like desire yes. right? and want to, you mm-hmm. have to go out there and you have to want to engage. You have to want to participate. And the Mavs made it very clear, especially to the rookies, lively and Olivia Maxim's prosper. If you guys want to play, if you want one second of playing time, it's going to be because you are giving it all on every single defensive possession, every time down the floor. Uh, the offense is going to be there for you, or it's not, you know, you basically just have to hope that Luca or Kyrie serve you up some juicy lobs or kick out pass to the corner or whatever. But if you want to play, you have to focus on the defensive end and you have to help Luca and Kyrie on defense, the way that they're going to help you on offense. Now about Grant Williams, you know, one last thing about him, he's only like six, six or six, seven. So he's not very tall but he does have a plus wingspan. I think it's approaching like seven feet, if not longer than that. Mm -hmm. He's got a really, really thick, sturdy frame. And so he's able to bang with bigger guys. He blocked a lot of shots so far in the preseason. I think Mm -hmm. he's got four or five blocks. A lot of those coming on rotations where he's like coming in from the weak side or, uh, you know, maybe a little removed from the action and he's able to contest shots. He's just always in the right spot and he's quick and long enough and has good enough instincts to where he can stay in front of some quicker players. I don't think that it's going to be like a, you know, the Mavs used to be able to put Dorian Finney Smith on a guy like Damian Lillard. I, Grant Williams right. is not that kind of defender, mm-hmm. but he can defend, you know, some, some smaller guards, some wing size players, guys like Jimmy Butler, you know, that yeah. might be a little too strong for slender defenders, but Williams is fast enough to keep up with them and also strong enough to not really give anything to him uh, uh, physically.
1: Bobby, how concerned are you with respect to, obviously, Kyrie dealing with the, the groin injury, Luka, the calf, the thigh injury, and what this means for the early part of the season, especially for Luka and the amount of basketball my man has played so far uh, in the uh, 2023 season, both in the end of the regular season and obviously with the FIBA World Cup and everything else that he was dealing with?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they say it's like not too serious. And Lucas says it's not serious, but you know, at the world cup you could see him grimacing and favoring that leg a little bit. You know, this has been something that has reportedly been bothering him since he got hurt for the first time way back whenever that was like February or March. Well, it's October now. So, I mean, that is a pretty long time. um, But hopefully it's just a soreness thing and not something that could like get worse or require surgery or anything like that. But, you know, look, I think Luka and Kyrie are smart enough to figure each other out, but I would love for him, if if maybe not even in preseason games, but I would love for those guys to get as many reps as possible with Lively and with Grant Williams and with some of the other newer rotation players in practice to where they can learn what Luka likes to do. I mean, even just like at the most fundamental level, whenever you're playing with Luka, he is more likely to pass you the ball when he's not looking at you. And so, like, you have to get used to that. You have to get used to anticipating where he wants to go, where he wants you to be. And Kyrie plays at a totally different speed. You have to figure out where he wants to go and when he wants you to be, where he wants you to be. And so, you know, all of these reps for everybody else are super-duper important. And the Mavs have what they don't play in their final preseason game for another week. So hopefully by then those guys can come back, you know, if not even playing that game, at least spend some time on the practice court with some of the newer dudes over the course of the next seven or eight days. But, you know, we'll see because ready or not, the regular season is right around the corner. And so uh, hopefully those guys are able to get on the floor and, you know, be as close to 100% as possible uh, whenever that happens.
0: All those guys have been talking and raving about the energy in the building and practices when they're just working out with, you know, individual guys and all all this energy. And I think that's a a big plus. Can you give us what you think about – uh, Josh Green and Jalen Hardy, and what their roles are going to look like this year.
2: Yeah, I mean Green and Hardy are two probably the two best pound for pound athletes on the team. I mean certainly two of the fastest players on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, two guys who, you know, outside of Luka and Kyrie, maybe the two best playmakers on the team. And so I think their offensive workload. You know, Hardy obviously we know he can get buckets, and he you know had a had a pretty major role down the stretch last season. But I think both he and green are going to have the ball in their hands more often this season. I think they're going to be asked to make plays for themselves and their teammates more often this season. And that's whether or not Luke and Kyrie are playing or they're out or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, we saw green and Hardy, both have, you know, pretty impressive stat lines and games whenever Luke and Kyrie both didn't play. But I think if this team is going to score, you know, do the math, 110, 120 points a game, whatever it is that they're going to try, you're going to need Hardy and green to combine to give you like, at least 20 points a night or something to get there, especially if if Green is going to end up getting that final starter spot next to Williams and Lively. So, you know, I think those two have to bring the speed. They have to bring that change of pace. You know, Luka can kind of lull his defenders to sleep, but that's even more effective when you've got a bunch of athletes screaming down the floor right next to him, especially in transition, you know, able to turn defense into offense very quickly. And so I think that's going to be a big driving force this season from them and you know it's it's all just it's youth like it's just it's cool to have youthful energy in the building mm-hmm. josh green is 22 jaden hardy 21 Derek lively is 19 omax i believe just turned 21 or maybe yep. he's about to turn 22 luca you know in their first game in abu dhabi luca was the oldest starter in the starting lineup he doesn't turn 25 until february so it's cool to see an injection of youth now the the Potential downside of youth is with youth comes inexperience. With youth comes, you know, a learning curve. And so, you know, there will be hiccups along the way. But hopefully, Luca and Kyrie, you know, begin to, the, the geniuses that they are, especially on the offensive end of the floor, hopefully they can bring these guys along and then those athletes can help them on, on defense too.
0: I'm going to throw you a hot potato question.
2: Okay. You ready? Yeah.
0: What happens with Tim Hardaway Jr.?
2: Oh man, I don't, he was, he looked awesome against Real Madrid. Yes, he was. He was
0: awesome in Abu Dhabi against uh, Minnesota.
2: Yeah, but you only have so many minutes, right? And you figure Luke and Kyrie are going to give you like 75 minutes Mm -hmm. a game. You want Hardy to play? You want Hardaway to play? You got Seth Curry, too. Yep. Josh Green is there. Like, yep. I, I, I really Hardy. don't know. Yep. I really don't know. Yeah. And, I mean, Dante Exum has maybe been oh
0: my goodness. Like,
2: the best story of the preseason so mm. far. He's been awesome. So I, I really don't know what's going to happen.
1: Bobby, before I let you go, the hottest take you got right now, anything sports-wise
2: or otherwise, what's your hottest take right now? Oh man, um, the Broncos will score at least two points tonight.
1: <laughs>
2: I didn't peg you for a football guy. I know you. No, Why? Well, I heard you give the drive rundown at the top of the segment. I was like, "Dear God, what is <laughs> happening?" In City? But I, there's no way they're going to get shut out, right? Like, there's just no way. Uh, that is a pretty hot
1: take because right now it's not looking good for Denver.
2: I'm a believer, dude. I'm willing to go there. They will score.
1: Okay, all right. We'll see what happens at the uh, end of the night. Bobby, it's always good to hear from you. I know when I talk to Bobby Carella, that means Mass basketball is right around the corner, and I know my man is going to have it all throughout the course of this season. My man, I really appreciate you joining us here on the Get Right tonight.
2: Hey, thank you guys. Have a good night. All right, Bobby, see you soon, buddy.
1: There he goes, Bobby Carella, Studio 41, Mass Studio 41, Mavs.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently play-by-play man as well these days.
0: Yeah, he's versatile. <laughs> he's a Swiss Army knife.
1: That's right. Uh, it's the Get Right or Reggie KG right here on 105 through The Fan. Coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area. What happened the one time that Kevin Hart decided to play football? And this study tries to tell us why y'all are afraid of clowns. <laughs> next on the Get Right.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: It's get right We're Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray with a three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Ross Lubinsky holding it down for you. About to go inside the gray area here in just a moment. Appreciate you joining us on. Odyssey and the Odyssey app on this Thursday night as we get you that much closer to your weekend as the Texas Rangers back in the American League Championship Series for the first time since twenty eleven. It's been a dud of a football game (laughs) in Kansas City as the Chiefs are up sixteen to nothing on the Denver Broncos with seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter as the Denver Broncos are desperately trying to get some points on the board.
0: And the uh, Dallas Stars and St. Louis Blues at the American Airlines Center in overtime. 1-1 <laughs> is the score. Of course they're in overtime. Of course. <laughs> 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 two seconds left in this first overtime.
1: As many OT games as the Stars play. Man, back at it again. As, they're back at it again <laughs> um, this season. Uh, Jamie Benn has the goal for the— Dallas Stars uh, tonight as uh, it is NLT with about 40 seconds left.
0: Tyler Tucker with the goal for the Blues.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and SMU, SMU up 24-10 with 6.59 left in the fourth quarter. They're up 24-10 to on East Carolina as the SMU Mustangs take on the Pirates uh, on the road in East Carolina. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we got your full headlines here on this Thursday. And as we get you ready for a football Friday in a Big weekend of college football action ahead as well. Uh, Ross, let's go inside the gray area, where of course there is uh no gray area. Um and I start, it's the first time I've seen you since uh your Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer. Took out the Texas Longhorns at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. This past weekend. Yeah, I shouted out a boomer from Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Yeah, way to go. Did you get a chance to watch any of it while you were there? I or? just saw
0: some highlights because we're okay. in the middle of some stuff over there. But at the same right. time, let me say I have to reemphasize this because I was telling a few people this. I even told us to C.D. Lamb in the locker room today because C.D. Lamb, of course, played wide receiver Oklahoma. I said, I always tell people, and I said this on the air over and over again, I don't hate UT. Mm-hmm. I wanted UT to be great because when we beat you, it'll mean something. You hear that, Ross? And there were people who came up to me like Carter. <laughs> Carter, our, our, our videographer, guy, uh-huh. he said, let me tell you how sweet that victory was, Chris, because he's oh you got. That's right. He said, that was the first time in my lifetime that I recall that it meant something when we beat UT. Because usually when we beat them, they sucked. And people mm. said, so what? And I said, that's why I always say, I want them to be good so we can spoil their season for them.
1: Ross, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'd give it overall thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: see Ross got a partner in crime in a, in a pimp cup because Lucius Alexander also went to UT and of uh, course Larry Flores yeah all these producers spent some time in Austin I ain't mad at him
1: it was a hell of a football game uh that's for damn sure that's
0: what everybody says
1: uh, oh my goodness what I think Bobby Corella might have done something it looks like the Denver Broncos are actually going to score some points in this game uh, pending a review. It looks like Cortland Sutton got both feet in. He
0: sure did, one yeah. and two.
1: The question is, did he have control of the uh, the football, which it looked like they he did. Stop so there we go. Maybe Bobby Cruella was on to something. Uh, he wished
0: sp- it into existence.
1: <laughs> Speaking of football, um, Ross hit me with uh, Thursday Night Football is back in the shop. Uh, you know, LeBron James does his thing every Thursday oh, yeah, night. yeah, 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 back know. in the shop. That's yeah, right. The shop, HBO. He had a star-studded affair tonight. Uh, Kevin Hart, Skylar Diggins-Smith. Uh, Will Farrell among... Former Dallas Wings, Skyler Diggins. That's it? right. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, Kevin Hart, though, detailing uh, the first time, and apparently the last time, he ever played a football game. Take a listen.
0: Hand on the Bible. I try out for a football team. They say, you know, that's Lil Hart. We ain't gonna try him out. He the fastest one out here. Give him a spot. I got a jersey without any tryout based off of my brother's rep. First game, they got me in as the punt returner, kickoff returner, and I'm a slot back. I kick the ball, ball bounces, I catch it. I see the team running towards oh. me. I made the decision to turn around, I threw that ball in the air. <laughs> that was my first and last football game.
1: He said, that's it.
0: <laughs> not for me. It's He, he is not Deuce Vaughn.
1: It's funny because, you know, I played that because my I wanted to play football as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I asked my dad, you know, when I was younger, I was like, hey, dad, I want to go play. I want to play football. And he was like, no, I'm not going to let you play football. I was like, well, why not? All my friends are playing football. You know, they're out there, you mm-hmm. know, trying out, you know, doing that kind of thing. He's like, I don't want you getting hurt. So you're not going to go play football. You can, you, you can go play baseball. You can go do that. But you're not going to play football and i always wonder what i would have been like as a football player so i was a pretty mm-hmm. good baseball player mm-hmm. going and i first actually baseman. yeah first baseman you know mm-hmm. pitched a little bit uh so i'm glad i went down the you know the path that i chose in terms of well, was chosen for me apparently uh in baseball because i had a lot of fun playing because i played from the time i was six uh till i was 18 i missed one year because i you know, messed up my leg but um i always wondered what it'd been like you know to play football but then i look around yeah these cats be hitting way too hard <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't play. I think I did okay. The older you get, the heavier they are. You know, these cats out here participating in car crashes, you know, for three hours at a time. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the physical toll that, you know, football takes. But I always wonder every now and then, you know, I wonder every now and then what it have been like to, uh, to play football. Offense or defense? Um, I feel if, like...
0: If you were defense, you could inflict the punishment.
1: Yeah, I feel like I would have been good in the trenches. You know, I'm a little bit bigger guy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I could have been like a good guard. Right. You know, be able to get downhill. You know, Tyler Smith. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or I could have, you know, maybe been a good interior offensive lineman. You mm-hmm. know, or a defensive lineman, excuse me, and be able to, mm-hmm. you know, clog up the middle. Maybe, right, right. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I feel like I One probably, technique... Yeah, because I was, I wasn't fast enough to be like a receiver or a tailback. You. you know. Well, here's the other part. I had most, a decent arm, but I was left hand. Most left-handed.
0: most linemen, especially in the middle, are highly intelligent.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm serious. I'm not joking. I'm I'm serious. Hard to. Those guys are ultra smart and they keep to themselves. So you might have fallen in it, fallen into that pattern.
1: Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby was right. How about that? His hot take wasn't so hot after all. The uh, Cortland Sutton touchdown stu- stands, and they get the two point conversion. He called a two point conversion, too. <laughs> the, the, uh, he, he called two points. That's right. Sure did. Uh, Broncos cut the lead in half 16 to 8 in the.
0: I told you, Kansas City plays with that food this year.
1: Fourth quarter, they yeah. They
0: play with the food way too much. These games have no business being anywhere close.
1: Uh, from the 817, defensive side of the ball uh, is better than football,
0: inflicting the punishment. Although you can get your legs chopped.
1: Yeah, crack back, blocks, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen out there. Uh, the headline goes like this, gentlemen. Study tries to uncover why so many people are scared of clowns. <laughs> a study published in the International See, Journal.
0: I'm laughing, but there are people out there who really are scared of clowns.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, maybe here's some reasons why. Uh, a study published in the International Journal of Mental Health has attempted to uncover the reasons why so many people suffer um, from chlorophobia.
0: Is that what they call it?
1: This is what it says. Uh, Here's
0: what's so, so, uh, let me say this. Which is the fear of clowns. Let me tell you what's ironic about this. Back in the day, there weren't too many diabolical clowns in the movies and stuff. Now, you got the Joker, you got it, you got all these different clowns Mm -hmm. that are just straight up scary. But it used to be clowns were like for kids and go to the, you know, they were like harmless. They jumped out, they line them up in a car, you know, 20 of them in a car, get out of the circus. Circus clowns were your friends. But then the movies came out and made everybody scared of these clowns.
1: Well, in the International Journal of Mental Health, they write, quote, "Um, while numerous possible explanations of the phobia had been put forward in academic literature, no studies had specifically investigated its origins, researchers from the University of South Wales wrote. Quote, so we set out to discover the reasons people are frightened by clowns and to understand the psychology behind this. We also wanted to explore how common the fear of clowns is in adults and to look at the severity of the fear in those who reported it. So the first thing the researchers did uh, was have an international sample of 987 people ages 18 through 77. So pretty good range of, you know, individuals mm-hmm. here uh, to take a psychometric questionnaire. Here's how some of the uh, respondents, you know, gave their answers. So more than half the respondents, 53.5% said that they were scared of clowns, at least to some degree. Well, five over half. Yeah, over half. Uh, while 5% saying they were, quote, extremely afraid of them. Um, Interestingly, this percentage reporting uh, an extreme fear of clowns is slightly higher than those reported for many other phobias, such as animals, uh, blood injection injuries, heights, still water, or weather events, closed spaces, and flying. Okay. Okay. Uh, We also found that women apparently are more afraid of clowns than men. The reason for the difference is not clear, but it echoes research findings on other phobias, such as the fear of snakes and spiders. While discover, we also discovered that the fear of clowns decreases with age. Well, yeah, Uh, you would think, which again, matches up with research in other fears. There you go. Uh, From 817, the clown phobia. It's true. I get terrified seeing Shady McCoy talk about the Cowboys. That's an elite text. 817. That's an elite
0: text. Clown question, bro. <laughs> That's Bryce Harper. By the way, the Stars won in overtime. They won the shootout.
1: What? 2-1. Yes, they did. Of course, they won in overtime because they, they, they always did. playing in overtime. Exactly. Uh, to finish up here. Well, they do their work. Uh, the next step was to have the people who showed some fear of clowns. Dress up like a clown? uh, No. uh, (laughs) Fill out a follow-up questionnaire in an effort to determine why. These questions related to eight possible explanations. I'll just read a few of them. An eerie or unsettling feeling due to their makeup making them look uh, not quite human. Right. Uh, A similar response is sometimes seen with dolls or mannequins. Uh, Two, their exaggerated facial features convey a direct sense of threat. Three, the makeup hides emotional signals and creates uncertainty. Uh, another uh, you know, possible explanation, the color of clown makeup reminds us of death, injection, or blood injury and evokes disgust or avoidance. But the pasty
0: white looks like a dead person.
1: Um, negative portrayals of clowns in popular culture, mm-hmm. such as you know, Saw, It. Yeah, it. Uh, fear of clowns have been... Uh, has been learned from family members. Their unpredictable behavior makes us uncomfortable and frightened. And finally, a frightening experience uh, with a clown. Are either of you afraid of clowns? No. Do any of those statements resonate with either one? Never
0: have been afraid of clowns. Okay, no. good.
1: No, you're good with clowns? What about well, you? I kind of grew up with it, so like. It's like whole- I'm used to this. Yeah. Just, a movie? Okay. just like you were saying, it was just kind of like, you know, at one point clowns were okay, and then all of a sudden they were scary, and I kind of grew up with and I'm now I'm old enough to say I've seen it and the new it. So that kind of <laughs> helps show my age. Like, yeah, I've already seen the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The the comeback. The like reboot? I, yeah. yeah, the reboot. Mm-hmm. So can and you I, know, you're not scared of anything.
0: I don't deal. In, in fear, fear. Yeah. So what about you? Are you afraid of clowns?
1: I'm good with clowns. Mm-hmm. Like, my first birthday party I can remember was at McDonald's, and of course, you know. You had a clown. Oh, Ronald. Yeah. Ronald who, McDonald. Who looked like a clown.
0: Why, by the way, notice we haven't seen Ronald McDonald in years. Or is he still out
1: there? You got a conspiracy theory or something no, on that? No, I'm just
0: saying, you know, maybe they say. You said it in such a way, like you, you know something. Well, you know, sometimes they do research. They say, well, people are afraid of clowns, so we're going to have to take your job, Ronald. <laughs> Hamburglar can stay, but Ronald got to go.
1: <laughs> Not the hamburger though. Hamburglar, man. A little shut sure thing. Uh, that's inside the gray area here on the get right. So it's all good with clowns. Truck text lines seem like they're all good with clowns, too. I don't see anybody, you know, chiming in if they're afraid of no clowns. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> Coming up next, you got your headlines on this Thursday night on the get right.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours